0: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
1: And Kara, I'm at the age now where if I don't sleep with the right pillow, I feel as if I've (laughs) been pushed out of an 11th floor window.
0: Have you thought um, about the my pillow from my by the no? way, what?
1: the reason I bring that up is that is the incredible Simon Holland, who's this funny dad jokes guy mm-hmm. on Twitter, and I'm uh-huh. constantly stealing his humor, and I feel like oh, on a regular you? basis what, why are,
0: why are you doing that? Why are you stealing other people's dad humor? You've got so much of your own.
1: I want to be loved and I want to oh, make okay. coin and drive a Bentley, and I don't know.
0: Do you really want to drive a Bentley? You're in Los Angeles right no, now. Is that I'm correct, Scott? Are you I am. In I'm in Mantis? LA. How's it going? How's it, how is LA? You know they have new mask guidelines back because of the Delta variant. Is is that? Uh, did you see any indications of that?
1: The service staff was wearing masks, but it felt pretty. I mean, I love LA. It, 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 I don't know how much time you spend here. I, I grew a up lot. here, but I don't spend a lot of time here. But whenever I come in, I'm I'm. You know, the, your plane comes over the over Malibu in the Pacific Pacific Ocean, and then I go to In and Out Burger, and then I see the Bougainvillea up mm-hmm. and down San Vicente where I used to run. Around the perimeter at UCLA, and I'm like, why did I leave L.A. again? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well,
0: California is burning, but I love California. I think people really like to dump on California, but I think it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Wonderful. it is really good. Well, good. You enjoying yourself there? I miss California. I haven't been back in almost two years, so which I've got to get back. I've got to get back very soon, very soon, because we'll be having code Come there. Come on out. He'll we'll go to Mr. State. Chows.
1: I went to Mr. Chow's we are last going night.
0: to spend some time there in September, you and I, and we're going to have a very right, good time. I, I have it. I have so many surprises for you for Code Scott Galloway surprises. Mm. It's going to be mm. so good. It's going to be so All good. Right. But let's get to the news right now. Let's get to the news. So, Robin Hood is paying seventy million dollar fine to settle allegations of quote widespread and significant harm to customers over the past few years. Uh, it's the highest fine by FINRA, which is the agency that uh, oversees this, but I feel like it's a slap on the wrist. Scott, what do you think?
1: Well, so just uh, let's pull some key words from the decision. They use the word reckless. They Mm -hmm. use the word negligent and damage across millions (laughs) of customers. And this is where they got it wrong. Their customer is the brokerage buying their order flow.
0: Yeah,
1: The people who are um, who sign up for Robinhood are its, its product and its, its mineral or its input, like mm-hmm. you know uh, swine to a slaughter. And that is, that is not who they are focused on. And they were fined, they brought up really two things. One, they failed to communicate with people or in any way screen them for their compatibility or eligibility mm-hmm. or uh, if they were appropriate investors for options. I mean, right. think about this. When you buy a stock, you are buying an asset. It's something that has rights to cash flows and ownership in a corporation. It is an asset. An option is essentially a synthetic that was originally invented to try and hedge people's assets, such that if the stock went down, you weren't hurt as badly. Now, if I pay, if you and I just picked through a dart, uh, took a dart and threw it at the S and P five hundred and bought one of those stocks, mm-hmm. there's less than a one percent chance that'll go to zero. Mm-hmm. When you buy yeah. options, there's an eighty percent chance within twelve months that that instrument will go to zero. I mean these are these are these are these are weapons of mass destruction and I I don't mean to infantilize new investors. Yeah. But the the markets have decided that it makes sense for financial services institutions to do some preliminary checking on the eligibility they and appropriateness mm-hmm. of people to trade options. And the way you become appropriate or the way you get you get qualified or eligible on Robinhood is instead of saying my risk tolerance is low, you just click medium and you can be trading options three minutes later.
0: Indeed you can. And
1: and they decided they they weren't providing disclosures, communications, and then they said they had not made the requisite investments in technology such that when trading days scaled, people were prohibited from, uh, in this instance, from buying certain stocks. Mm -hmm. So what do you have? You have a company that doesn't make disclosures, a company that obviously doesn't give a good goddamn about the financial well-being of its customer set. And you have a company that hasn't made the investments in technology such that in key moments in the market, when you could be vulnerable, you can't trade. And here's the problem again. And you just, you highlighted it, you, you teed yeah. me up here. This was perfect, except it was missing a zero. Robinhood yeah. is about to go public at a market capitalization they say of around 40 billion, so they'll probably raise three or $4 billion. Right. So this would be like, if, if, if on this podcast, You and I could spread misinformation that resulted in financial harm and economic damage to people's livelihoods, but it massively scaled our ability to attract advertisers and say you and I just had no morals and didn't care Mm -hmm. about the damage to our listeners. And then the FTC or the uh, FCC, better yet, the regulatory body for communications came back and said, Karen Scott, you have damaged your consumers. So we're going to find you. And this would be the exact equivalent we're going to find you. We're gonna find you four dollars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Would that discourage this us is, from doing this, is, this? No, this is the thing. They raised three point four billion dollars in uh, February, They announced that already. And they already, this was including the $1 billion in funding announced previously. And, you know, their investors are all sort of the the typical ones of Silicon Valley. Iconic Capital, uh, Andreessen Horowitz, Sequoia, Index Ventures, NEA. And so I think, you know, it, 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 this reminds me, I'm working on my book about, you know, growing up in Silicon Valley and fig- covering it. And one of the things that reminds me of, although the damage is so much less, was when AOL decided to go all-you-can-eat and then didn't provide the technology and was charged. Charging people. If you remember, and then they had that outage. If you recall, they had that 20-some hour outage, which was, people were just relying on it to talk to each other um, in this way, but they they completely, you know, dropped the ball in terms of having, uh, they opened their store and then didn't have the requisite things in place to be able to deliver the goods they promised. And in this case, the kind of responsibilities they have, and they're pretending it's a game, and then anybody who doesn't say, you know, who doesn't agree with them and thinks they should be more careful is a bummer. Or, you know, doesn't understand the Democrat democracy of investors and this and that is just, it's literally like, can't you remember on Saturday Night Live, they had Bago Glass? Do you remember Dan Aykroyd years ago? I don't remember it that. Was, They had all these Ronco games, and one of them was mm-hmm. called Bago Glass. That's what it reminds me of. It's like, well, sure, wait. sure, go ahead, do this if you want to.
1: What's the message that sends to the market? So I work with Goldman Sachs, and if I... Mm-hmm. Write options or I, I write calls. Someone will call me and walk me through a variety of scenarios. And sometimes they won't let me do it. Sometimes they <laughs> say we've decided it's too risky for us and it's too risky for you. And they want to know. They want to make sure that that my finance that a they aren't subjecting their own shareholders to a lot of risk, and b they want to make sure that I'm thoughtful about the risks I take.
0: Yeah. yeah. They
1: look at this decision as does Charles Schwab, as does Interactive Brokers, as does Merrill Lynch, and go, "We're the fucking idiots."
0: Right. Yeah, don't we're show jump any in. regard yeah. for your consumers. So Seventy million dollars was a was a green light. We're going to have to move on this, but it's a green light. It's just not enough money, and it's not and it's yeah. not going to stop them. They are not at all chastened by anything, and so you know They're they don't emboldened. care. This They're is bolded. this is saying,
1: right on, keep going. And they missed it by a zero. If they would find them seven hundred million, that would have slowed down the IPO and would, sent, and would have sent a message to the entire financial services industries that those of you who actually give a good goddamn. About the financial well being of your consumers, right on. And for those of you that don't, we're gonna hurt you. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed yeah, to indeed. regulate you, you know, it's, not it's, embolden it's- you.
0: It's a we're going to move on, but in, it's a theme. This horror, this do whatever you want, and of course, you know, early, earlier this week in horrible men news, Bevel Cosby is being released from prison because uh, his Fifth Amendment uh, right was over was was he didn't have his Fifth Amendment right, um, and and uh, and so he was released from prison even though he admitted to doing the things that he was convicted for the second time. Um, it was a technicality because the prosecutor who happened to actually work for Donald Trump during the most recent in, impeachment hearings um, let him off essentially gave him carte blanche, very similar to what the one of the prosecutors did to Jeffrey Epstein and stuff like that. So, you know, it emboldens people when this happens, when things when things fall when regulatory scrutiny is not done correctly, um, or prosecutors don't do their job in the right way, technicalities get people off. It's really quite disturbing on many levels.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's it strikes me that Britney Spears needs to be a warden, a ward of the state, but we let Bill Cosby out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's I, like, that was, that was also came out no, right?
1: Britney no. needs to, Britney she, needs government supervision. She's crazy. To to let Bill like, what's well,
0: ridiculous. What a menace he is. What a menace to society. And, but, you know, but he's, you know, correctly, his lawyers did a very good job and they got him off on a technicality. It's not a technicality, it's a constitutional. Well, my understanding uh, was,
1: I, I, I'm not. I'm not defending Bill Cosby I'm defending the law here yeah is that the 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 statements that got him put in prison yep. were offered under under the offer of immunity so yep. they weren't the the courts I as I understand it correctly went back and said whether he's guilty or not the evidence that was used to put him in prison was extracted under the notion of immunity yes. no it's like, like bad searches
0: it's bad searches even if people's people are guilty and by the way if he did it once they're they're gonna they're, he did it Lots and lots of times. So we'll see if this is over for him yet. Um, just as like as if Harvey Weinstein's being going to California to face the music there. Um, we'll see what happens. It was d- disappointing, but we we agree completely. But let's get to the big story. Speaking of which. Earlier this week, a federal judge threw out antitrust cases brought on by the Federal Trade Commission and 40 uh, states attorneys, uh, attorneys general uh, against Facebook. The judge said the case hinges on deals made by Facebook in 2012 uh, and 2014. And the, this is Instagram and WhatsApp. And the lawsuit was brought too late. As a reminder, the lawsuit asserted Facebook had social media monopoly power with their acquisitions of WhatsApp and Instagram. The judge said the FTC could try again within 30 days, but they'd have to bring more detail. Facebook stock was not surprisingly up 4.2%. The company passed the $1 trillion uh, market cap for the first time. It had been hovering below that for a very long time. Meanwhile, Facebook announced its Substack competitor. It allows writers to publish free and paid newsletters. It can be posted on the web, sent to subscribers' inboxes, shared across Facebook. It's not taking a fee at sign up, it's trying to do that, trying to put People, things like Substack out of business, and for Context, Substack charges 10 percent cut of the subscription, so it's doing pulling a little Microsoft here. Celebrities like uh, celebrity writers like Malcolm Gladwell and Tan France, uh, Mitch Albom, are among the first people to sign up for the service. I don't think they signed up and they were paid um, in some way the way uh, Substack does it. So let's take this apart. First of all, Scott, you had talked about judges being the issues in these uh, in these antitrust cases and other cases against tech.
1: Yeah, the the ruling was that it took you too long. But it just it highlights the needs, the need that with the current system, with current antitrust and current interpretation by this current set of judges, we need new laws.
0: Mm-hmm. That and is correct.
1: Antitrust law is loosely based on consumer harm, and the primary metric for evaluating consumer harm is whether prices rose. And we're talking about free products, so we're trying to regulate. You know, we're trying we're trying to regulate. I don't know what the term is. Uh, you know. Coal in a solar, you know, a soul in a an alternative energy universe. We just don't. Our laws need updating, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Lena Khan's first job is our uh, big test is she's going to have to rewrite the complaint. Mm-hmm. But it just shows current antitrust law, current current bench, or current current judges. We're not going to. We're not going to get there, and it is. There's just no getting around it. It's a setback. It's clear that this is going to be a multi-year thing. Although the thing I found encouraging was that the two people who came out and said clearly. We knew new laws We're Representative Buck, a Democrat out of yep. Colorado, and Josh Hawley, a Republican yep. <laughs> senator. Yeah. A- so, along
0: with Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. So it, this if, is they know they need to rewrite these antitrust laws.
1: But but more m- more importantly, people from both sides agree that the laws need to be written. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think we're gonna make progress. It's just gonna be a slow grind here. They're gonna yeah. have to they're gonna have to update the antitrust laws, which they have done before. So But as it currently stands, it's going to be, and it's happening all over. Stuff's getting thrown out in Europe. Um, There just isn't, there there Mm -hmm. just isn't, these companies aren't set up to be evaluated in an, in an appropriate way. They should be evaluated. We should go back to Brandeis and where they're evaluated on market power, not on consumer harm, so to
0: speak. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it's, it'll be tough. Here. Legally, this is going to be very tough for all these companies. And so I think one for all these for, for regulators and they took too long and they waited too long and these you should see the list. There is a, a tweet about the list of how many openings all these companies have in public policy, like hundreds of people, um, which just going to be used to impact both regulators and judges. And th- these people are, you know they're loaded for bear these tech companies are loaded for bear and they're going to do they're going to use their money and power and influence to to do this. So the, the legislators really do need to move quickly and and to get some of these uh laws passed. Eventually I suspect some of them are going to go to the Supreme Court, some of them are going all over the place, but it's a really it's going to be a really interesting couple of years if 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 uh if government can stay together um and and do something about this. And but you know again not a surprise and Scott, you did you know you you did talk about this and I don't think this is gonna be the first time that that judges are going to overturn uh, things that regulators are attempting to do. What do you think about Facebook becoming a one trillion dollar valued company?
1: I think it's the fifth now I mean these yeah. companies they're just such incredible business models and they' uh, they they've, they've demonstrated their ability to kind of at this at this point overrun government and even if government is able to push back it's going to be years not months yeah and so and they're just they're Look, there's a great investment strategy, is to invest in unregulated monopolies. Yeah. It's just a good, in terms of risk. Yes, it is. In terms of, it's just, what do I do with my money? Well, I don't know, I'll just find a monopoly that's unregulated. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty good investment strategy, and it continues to be. I don't see anything slowing these companies down right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't I, know,
0: we'll see. Uh, time, 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 you know, that's what I say. So what about Bulletin? Are we gonna sign up for Bulletin? No, they didn't well, call we us. Can yeah, we role yeah. play? Are we at a
1: point in our relationship where <laughs> yes, we can, can role play? I want you Depends. to be Facebook and call <laughs> okay. me. I have a quarter okay. of a million strong newsletter called No Mercy, No Malice. Okay.
0: okay. Right. I want
1: you to call me and say, hi, I'm from Facebook. Scott, we'd like you to be on Bulletin.
0: Okay. Hi. Hi, Scott. This is hi. Facebook. We'd love you to be on Bulletin.
1: Hmm. Let me think. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue now.
0: Scott, we're going to give you a million dollar guarantee to do so.
1: Hmm. Go on.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly. Exactly. They're trying to put these. Speaking of Congress, pay attention. They're they're putting. They're doing what Microsoft did with Explorer and Netscape. It's the same thing. The the low low price of zero uh, to use. Just a shocker,
1: Kara. They didn't call me. They didn't didn't call call me me. either. They did not call call me either. either.
0: They did not call me either. What do you think of
1: this? I have mixed emotions on this. I would
0: never in a million years use their tools to do this. There's so many other choices, first of all, which thank goodness, until they put them out of business. Uh, They have no interest in media. They have no interest in media at all. Like, this is a company that I think hates media in a way that I've never seen a a tech company Mm -hmm. do. It misjudges it, is wrong about it, doesn't, you know, just all only opportunity, and then they lecture you about media. And it's just, I just, I, I would not do it in a million years. That's me being, you know, that's me on my moral high ground. Thing. The other thing is, I would rather (laughs) threaten
1: newspapers with libel (laughs) lawsuits if they continue to report on there. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. And so, um, I, you know, I, I, I have issues with Substack, and I, but I still find them fascinating. I think they they Mm -hmm. hit a really interesting part of the market. Um, I think they have are going to struggle, just like Clubhouse is going to struggle. It's the same thing with with these things. They can hopefully get bought. I guess that's what they would do. You know, you have Twitter doing review. I don't see them lighting the world on fire. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, you're probably going to see others, the big companies, get into this, right? You could see Google doing something. They mm-hmm. have Google, Google had Blogger for a while. They've all dipped in here and then they've dipped right out. Essentially, if if you, this this sort of happened a couple of years ago around blogging platforms, and and we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I think they're going to try to featureize it. And you know, I suppose if you want to do a sub stack for your local lacrosse team or you know. Uh, Cub Scouts. I don't know, I guess. Fine. Whatever. It it just I I, just I was sort of fascinated with who they tried to, you know, tried to get to go over there. And I'm curious how much money I would love for someone like Casey Newton to find out how much money they paid Malcolm Gladwell or some of the others uh, to be on there. Um, But, you know, whatever. I don't think celebrity writers are going to be the thing that pushes this thing over the top, though. It's going to there's be, a
1: couple uh, of interesting trends here the first is there is something around the creator economy where yes the traditional the traditional gatekeepers whether it's I'm meeting with my agent today their tradition mm-hmm. their gatekeepers Hollywood yeah. executives some young guy with cool glasses gets yeah. to decide what movies go into production or don't and there is a, uh, a reshaping of the supply chain where these platforms are letting creators if you will go direct to consumer, and this notion of dispersion where you get more margin to the initial creator, whether it's self-publishing or or putting your videos on TikTok, and then the end user gets the product at a lower cost and with less friction. That is an enormous trend, and this is part of that, and that's a good thing. It'll probably take the same path that Facebook always takes. Facebook said to brands, build your brand page, and you will own your customer set and you'll be able to communicate directly with them. And they're saying Mm -hmm. to great writers like Malcolm Gladwell, come on our new product. We'll promote it. We'll sign up a bunch of people for your newsletter. And that that creates a healthier ecosystem, more reason to stay on the platform. But over time, the bottom line is you can't trust Facebook. Facebook at any moment might say, you know what? We've decided you need to give us X percent or we're going to monetize this by doing X, Y, and Z. And you either love it or leave it. And if you leave it, You leave the entire ecosystem because we're the dominant player. I do think it probably puts the other guys out of business. I think the other guys—
0: I don't know if they'll become the dominant player. They've been in this space before. They've been in the media space before. They've had so many rounds with publishers in so many different ways. I can't even—I was—you know, as I'm researching this book, I can't even remember some of the things they did, right? They had had Randy Zuckerberg, Mark's sister, in a closet at Facebook making, like, videos with famous people who showed up. I mean, they've done— 20 different things, including all these deals with the New York Times and other places. You you remember, you know, and they all tend to just go nowhere. And so I think this is a very good service. Okay. Let's use your tenant,
1: your tenant, Casey Newton. Very talented guy. He has a Substack, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Facebook comes to him and says, All right, you're paying 20% to Substack, pay zero to us, and we'll double or we'll increase your user base by 50% because we have this Mm -hmm. fire hose of 2 billion active users that we can, if we decide we think you're important. We can spray at you. And Casey's gonna wring his hands for a minute and go, Well, I hate Facebook, they're awful and Carol will be disappointed with me in me, but Facebook has the ability, because of their quote unquote monopoly power, to put these small innovative companies out of business. So I don't uh, agree. Uh, I
0: don't think they do. I think they have much less power here. I don't I don't think they do. Yeah. I think they, I've seen them you do, do Casey it. Casey stays at Substack. I think when I don't know about that, I think he'll do it on his own. That's what I think. I think at some point when he gets to the level where he's giving them too much money, he either will strike a deal with them to give them less money, or he mm-hmm. will just do what Ben Thompson does and do, do you, you put together tools on his own and that, and that's going to get more easy. There's no reason to go to Facebook. It's like getting a, you know, like getting a website from, remember all those website companies that would put up a website Wix. for you in seconds, whatever, there go were a daddy. million of them. And then there was my, not my space, but there were versions of that. I can't remember their names. Like, I'm like, I can't, there were so many that were going to do this. I just don't think creators, I think the creator, all these creator economies, including I was talking to someone, I was talking about sports stars. They don't want to like go with these big companies anymore. They want to do mm-hmm. things on their own and they know what they're valued at. You know what I mean? And more and more, they'll have tools to do so and reach customers directly, reach fans directly. And so I don't know. I I don't think you need Facebook in this case. I think you can find, I don't think they own the media space in quite the way you think they do. That's my feeling. I think Casey will probably leave subject, but I don't, this is me just saying this off the top of my head. Um, but I think the the stink of Facebook, no, he wouldn't do it. No, a lot of, a lot of real, I, I, I just, the stink of Facebook. I don't know how else to put it. The it's stink interesting because the stank, the stank. Um, I interviewed Ron Klain, who's the Biden's chief of staff here today. And one of the things he did tell me when he, when he said something that was off his talking points was I asked him about social media and vaccinations. We were talking about the Delta variant. And this this is, he said directly, I've told Mark Zuckerberg directly that we ask unvaccinated people, why aren't you vaccinated? And they tell us things that are just completely wrong. And we ask them where they heard that the most common answer is always facebook this is the yeah but there's text. biden i,
1: I don't know i, I still think the stink i
0: think of facebook
1: i still think fit fa- <laughs> they just have such they have such command they have such custody of so many people they can you know make or break and i think almost any content idea conspiracy theory I if their algorithm decides to
0: I don't think so. I think they, I think Amazon and commerce much more so. I think we'll disagree on this. I think yeah. I've seen yeah. them try this before, and they suck at it because they just suck at it. They suck at media, and they will always or, suck at media, and they don't care. It's the same. Google did the same the thing. Yeah. Or
1: given the courts um, recent setbacks around antitrust, maybe this emboldens them to just go buy these companies.
0: Maybe so. I mean, Maybe if, if so, there I was just, an
1: antitrust scrutiny right now, wouldn't they have already bought – wouldn't one of them already have bought Substack?
0: No, because they think this is a lot of trouble. Media is a lot of trouble for them. They don't want to get near this. They should stay away and make their little money, you know, sucking up people's personal data and vomiting it back up to them. I just don't – I don't know why they would want to move into this space that much. It's just – it's because they can't stand being insulted just the way American going to make future. Like, go for it. Go for it, all of oh, you. so you think like, th-
1: you think they're trying to influence me? I don't. I don't see it as quite as malicious as that, or as I don't think it's malicious. I just I think that.
0: they. I just think it's a big. It's not much money for a lot of noise. I don't know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't get into the media space. Media space takes a lot. You got to have a certain amount. And there's all these really cool. I think you really just cool described ways. our
1: show. I think that's the yeah. tagline for our show. Not much money, a <laughs> lot of noise for not a lot of money. I like it. We're yeah, exactly. like Sizzler. We're like <laughs> well, the Sizzler. ad for Sizzler. Right, I don't have, lot this, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of class. Watching. We will be
0: watching. We will be watching. But just so uh, just so you know, Facebook, Scott Galloway's, it can be sold for a million dollars. I just proved it to you. Oh, a
1: oh. lot less than that. Oh, a lot less that. than shh, that. Shh,
0: shh. All right. What is your number? Okay, 500,000? Fi- I'm Facebook. 500,000.
1: I don't no, know. Do I get not. to hang out? I, I don't know. I, I, would, I ah. would. They invite me to cool parties. I'm in. no.
0: They do not have cool parties. Trust me, I've been to them. They're not cool. They're uncool. I've They're finally come. Awkward. I've
1: come. Like I came to grips with the fact a long time ago that I'm a whore, and now I'm finally down with the fact that I'm a cheap whore.
0: Yes, a you cheap are whore. indeed. Anyway, again, yet, the, once, again a, once again,
1: I'm the information economy sex worker. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you are not. You are not. There's nothing wrong yeah. with sex work. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Scott, let's I go agree. on a quick break. Big fan. And come back Big to fan. talk about, all right, Amazon coming for Lena Khan and a listener mail question. Okay, welcome back. Amazon has petitioned for new FTC chair Lena Khan to recuse herself from antitrust investigations into the company. Lena uh, was sworn in as a chair uh, of the FTC in June. When she was a law student at Yale, she wrote a blockbuster paper that got her all kinds of attention called Amazon's Antitrust Paradox. Now, Amazon has filed a 25-page motion saying given her long track road of detailed pronouncements about Amazon and her repeated proclamations that Amazon has violated antitrust laws, the reasonable observer would conclude that she longer can consider the company's antitrust defenses with an open mind. Oh dear what you, honestly honestly I don't know what to say here. Scott, what do you think? What, this is like a hard friggin no Amazon. how dare you? but go ahead.
1: This is the same virus that infects Robin Hood and all of big tech and that is they're the under the impression that they can totally overrun government, that they can overrun our elected officials that they, they can overrun make any argument regardless of how moronic, disingenuous and dangerous. this is an attempt to intimidate people to say we can slander you and you won't be able to go into government because this is similar to saying, all right, if you're in law school and you write a paper on yep. the risk of derivatives and then you end up as chair of the SEC, that might, <laughs> obvious, they might diminish your ability to be <laughs> to be the SEC chair because you have shown a bias, i.e. domain expertise. So this Amazon's basic argument is if you show en- any of the domain expertise? expertise that we're supposed to have in yeah. government, it, 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 it diminishes your ability. This is so fucking ridiculous. It is. And the fact that they even wrote this and have the stones to say it, or as Stephanie Rule would say, would have the vagina to say this, mm. shows that we have totally decided big tech can overrun government. This is the notion that, oh, because you've demonstrated domain expertise... It inhibits or restricts your ability to be a neutral arbiter. That's the point. You're supposed yeah. to have domain expertise yeah. around these issues. Conflict of interest is if. By the way, Lena these are political Khan-
0: appointees eventually. You know, three Democrats, two Republicans. In this case, it used to be three Republicans, two Democrats. This is like, of course, they have a point of view, Amazon. Well, Hello. That's the point. That's- that's, the that's how
1: they got there. That, I mean, if she, if, she, if she was the largest shareholder in Overstock, that's a conflict of interest. I'm, I was trying yes. to think of a competitor at Amazon. There isn't one. Yeah. This yeah. is domain Shopify. expertise. So now big tech is so emboldened, feels like government is, is, so, is such a weak competitor, and the media is so, um, I don't know, such a sycophant to anything they say that no, they're going to no. claim that, oh, now domain expertise conflicts yeah. you.
0: You know, it's interesting because it does go into, you know, when they have hearings for Supreme Court, you know, what's your stance on, they try not to say, but they have, you know, jurisprudence or whatever behind them. So you've seen their cases. And so it's a really interesting, it's it's just infected everything that you can't have a point of view and then also be changed. Look at the Supreme Court this session. They've done some things, you know, you're like, whoa, I thought that was that. And now it's that. Like, I think it, it doesn't. Bring into the idea that people can have their minds changed for one and with good arguments. And instead of good arguments, they're saying she has a point of view that 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 they should spend their time trying to convince her why she's wrong. Versus trying to 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 impugn her in this way, it's just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. They never do it to a man, I don't think. I have to say that, you know, and not a uh, you know. Oh, I don't I, is, I don't
1: think this is a I don't think this. I do. They have do ne- with the never
0: happened. Never happened. There's you know there's scuttlebutt and whisper campaigns and things like that. But this is a full on assault, I think, in some. I ways. think you I want to both it.
1: ways here. I think one of the reasons Lena is the FTC chair is because she's a woman. Oh, I'm I good don't shit know. For that. No,
0: no, 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 no. I'm going to push a back. Very no. popular.
1: Pick for a guy, for a yes. joke for President Biden who is trying to show the world I am not some dumb, that's fine some that's white fine it's just from the 50s he looked, and 60s. I'm gonna no, make
0: he just looked a little further. He just took making a little effort to look around a little wider beyond his his group. I, of I
1: think it was people. a great choice, but I think that case. I'm not sure she'd be FTC chair at 34
0: 30, if she were a man. Yeah, I think this
1: president is committed to having. Uh, appointed officials that look, feel, and smell like America, which is the right thing. Uh-huh. But I don't think I don't think Amazon would have gone out if if a dude was the FTC chair, they would have gone after him as well. I don't think this. Yeah, is a, we'll see a male if he
0: goes after thing. Tim Wu. We'll see what happens here. But in any case, this Professor is Wu, they, they that should guy's spend. A they should spend their time convincing her she's wrong and changing her mind, which is what you do. Just do with Supreme Court justices who change, who definitely change their mind, who shift. become more liberal become, mostly they become more liberal when they join the Supreme Court. Interestingly enough, um, and so it, it's you know look at John Roberts. No one thought he would have decisions mm-hmm. he's been having. He's just been convinced or persuaded or argued at or debated mm-hmm. to, and that's how this should work. They should have a point of view, and she does, and she said a lot. I did a long interview with her. I'm sure they'll use parts of that. I was. Thinking i went back and looked at it i'm like oh they'll use this they'll use that they'll use this um and and so you know it's just this is just this takes a set to do that i don't even say second like set it's such a i'd love to be in the room with the amazon lawyers that do like hey let's try to like you know what i mean in the old days they've been like no we're not doing that we're just going to make our case right in this case they they'd said they pulled the trigger on this one and i just find this appalling I'm
1: sorry. Fine. I don't think it's their lawyers. I think it's their communications team that says, how do we create doubt and distraction? Yeah. yeah. And, well, let's immediately start attacking the just the idea and the FTC chair. And it'll create a sideshow. And if you say something long enough, and Fox News will run, like, is Lena Khan? you know, should she well, be recused? Well, they might not, because they don't love Jeff
0: Bezos. This is a hard one for them. Like, they don't hmm. love they don't True like point. jeff bezos more no they won't that's the with tech mm-hmm. it's very hard for for the right wing to get all hot and bothered about it except that you're they're, they're suppressing your speech and in this case jeff bezos is is a you know trump had a weird obsession by the way that was weird on top of that i was thought that was unfair to jeff bezos in that case but in any case um uh, this is a hard no. And by the way, I will get a call from Amazon. I'll get a call from Amazon after this appears. They are so on it with really? people who... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was on CNBC once. I think I got off and they called five minutes later or something. It was like within a very short time period. And I said something about their 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 headquarters in New York. I, I don't even remember. I, I think it was you that was... I was saying something you said. And I wasn't even saying what I thought. Anyway, it was interesting. Yeah,
1: that's interesting that they call you. The only oh. time... The only... I always get... So and so is going to be in town, the CEO, and they. Do you want to? Do you want to join them for an intimate dinner as they outline their vision or their technology? <laughs> or they'd like to have breakfast with you, and I'm like, uh-huh. I don't want to. The last thing I want to do is hang with these people. <laughs> and they always come back like, you have an obligation. You're out there saying that. And I'm like, uh-huh. i have an obligation. I'm not a journalist. Kara Swisher has an obligation. To I don't e- I,
0: I always get that I call. It the Hey Girl call. Hey girl. Hey. Hey, I heard you said this. And, you know, we have a different point of view. Like, anyway, it's. They open with,
1: hey, girl.
0: Hey, girl. It's like that. It has that tone. Like, Hmm. hey, girl, let me just tell you something bad about yourself. Anyway, it's just, it's. uh,
1: They always start mine, they always start with, we love your work over here. At oh baseball. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I comes in. and I'm like, yeah. yeah, I bet you just adore it.
0: <laughs> I bet
1: you just just think <laughs> they it's a the thing. Bomb. They
0: must have a thing that goes off and like an alarm that goes off in PR. Anyway, no, we'll they have see. Crawlers. I actually Every some time of the PR people are great. I will just say all of the tech. So, there's so many good PR people in tech. I miss John that. So he and
1: I used to be friends. Awful awful right? People, no, he, be, There's both. There's
0: both. There's a lot of great ones. And the ones that are great are the ones that are really like, okay, I didn't like that, Kara. And here's That'll be nice.
1: We'll get to catch. We'll get. We'll get to catch up with. All of them in <laughs> hell, in hell. Kara, listen,
0: you're for sale for Facebook. I'm going for, a for different dollars. reasons, but you're, I'll be you there. You would take a million, but I wouldn't take. They put ten million dollars in front of me. I wouldn't take it. How do how do you like them apples? How do you like that?
1: Not at all. Well, there's a reason the dog is at the Beverly Hills Hotel doing edibles <laughs> yes, needing so in and eating a Mr. Chow's. I'm on. a whore. There's some upside <laughs> to being a whore. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's oh, my fair. God. All right, listen. You should see the pi- Bougainvillea this here. It's is beautiful. going on. We have lots to get to. Okay, let's pivot to a listener question. Roll tape.
1: You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm
2: going to be a mailman. You, you've got mail.
0: Hey, Karen, Scott, it is Tati.
2: I am coming to you live from New York City. I love the podcast, love the tweets and love the gratuitous selfies. But I wanted to ask you a question about the labor shortage and the mass exodus from the corporate workforce. We're seeing a lot of people after COVID not going back to their hospitality and manufacturing jobs. But we're also seeing people leave their cushy corporate jobs. Why do you think that is? Where do you think they're going? Uh, What do you think companies need to do to keep them there or get them back? Um, And if you were 20, and feeling that itch what would you do thank you so much i hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week oh i like tatty tatty
0: tatty tatty's great listen let me just explain to you tatty this is what i would say is one of the things that came out this week was that innovation and 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 company creation has peaked for the first time in 10 years uh during the pandemic Mm -hmm. i think people are looking at their lives they're sitting in their like wherever they are at home, they've been away from the office, it's caused them to think about not just ch- jobs, but how they conduct their jobs, how they conduct their relationships, about their children, about education. Everybody is refiguring everything. And why would you go back to, one, shitty jobs, as I said, and I don't think, I think people who work in retail are really great, but they they get treated not as well, and they don't get paid as well as they should. Same thing with teachers or, or, or in manufacturing, and if you have better choices, you start to make them. So I think this is not, uh, I don't think this is a surprise. Why would you want to do that if you're look you know if you realize life is short which this pandemic has shown all of us even if you weren't at risk thank you scott now say something that's not highly offensive to toddy
1: uh i think you summarized it well this is an, the covid is an opportunity for all of us to kind of slow down and rethink and reevaluate our priorities yeah and there's two questions here so if you look at what's re- one of the things that's really exciting about um this crisis or coming out of this crisis, is that unions have been totally ineffective at helping the middle class maintain uh, wage strength. But what has helped, and for the first time, I'm sort of a a fan of, I don't want to call it universal basic income, but basic income in the latest bailout package has put enough money in people's wallets that they're like, well, if I don't go to work for eight bucks an hour, I won't starve. And I think that's a wonderful thing. I think we need to create, I think the best union in the world right now is some sort of um, payment system or transfer system that lets people decide, I don't want to be a frontline worker and put myself in harm's way for eight bucks an hour. And it's bringing up wages, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's discouraging that CEOs and companies and shareholders and media act so shocked and kind of, I don't know, dismayed that people don't wanna work 40 hours a week so they can live in their car. So I think it's time that wages come up dramatically. Uh, And then the question around being 27, though, I'm much more boomer kind of dad here, and that is, I think America becomes more like itself every day, and it's capitalist, and your ability to provide opportunities for your children, your ability to get good health care, wrongly or rightly, is based on your economic security here. And there are trade-offs, and I'm not suggesting you shouldn't calibrate those trade-offs, but my advice to people in their 20s is to buck up and work very hard and try and put yourself on a path to some level, some level. Of economic security. Yeah because it is very important in the U.S. Yeah, so when I talk that, to kids though, who are. Although
0: I think people, when they reevaluate mm-hmm. within the, like, look, my son, who was at NYU this year, freshman year, and he mm-hmm. and he didn't like it. He, I mean, he liked it in New York. He liked it, the classes. But like, he made him think about whether he wanted to go to college right now. And he's working at a job. He's assistant butcher, essentially, and, and loving it. Learning about business. He's learning about uh, negotiations with vendors. He's learning about customer service. He, and he loves it. And let me just say, he's a great employee and he's making pretty good money. Money, you know, because DC has a fifteen dollars minimum wage, um, and I, I don't know. And he's like, "Can I? Can I maybe take a year off?" I'm like, "Absolutely." Re- think about how you want to conduct your life, and I think that's that's. I think a lot of people I, I, are doing I, I. that.
1: I think your son has a safety net, and the safety net drives a Kia Sorento. For no, some no, he will reason. not but take my your... money.
0: He spent. It's interesting. It's, he's like, I don't want to take your.
1: Yeah, but okay. all right. Yes, he does he's, technically. He's yes, a, yes. He's a young white male Agreed. with wealthy parents. Agreed. He but has I'm saying different Yes, set. True. True. He has a different. He, his downside: if you're a lower middle class person of color yes. and you're at NYU, get the fucking degree. Yeah.
0: Get yes. the fucking degree. Yes. Agreed, Agree. <laughs> and
1: then decide you want to be a you want to be a butcher right, or a chef. Right. right. It is. Yeah, uh, America is a terrible place to not have money. 100%. And when you're young and you don't have kids and you don't have spouses, that's when you burn the jet fuel. That's when you set yourself, you, you learn stoicism. Make, focus work your ass off and make more money than you spend. Start saving money and put yourself in a position to have a healthy household such that you are not radically stressed in a society that says to you, if you don't make good money, we are gonna make your life really, really so stressful. So you would
0: advise, what would you advise if you were not just twenty seven, if you were in your twenties, like early, tw- right. late, mid, early twenties to mid twenties, late twenties, what would yep. you suggest right now? Because this this boom in entrepreneurship has been fascinating.
1: Oh, fantastic! This is and this goes to my prediction. This is the great age of entrepreneurship. I don't think, I, I, on a risk adjusted basis, as someone who started nine companies, I don't think you want to be the founder that is incredibly risky incredibly stressful i think joining a small company that has shown some traction like what i'll call letter d Mm -hmm. you know they've raised their first round of capital i think on a risk adjusted basis that is the sweet spot because a lot of the risk has been starched out but it's still small enough you can enjoy being part of building something and you can get good equity but more broadly speaking your job as a young person is not to find your passion don't believe that bullshit. if someone's telling you to follow their passion it means they're already rich (laughs) your job your job is to find something you are really good at and then become great at it. And about the moment you're about to give up and think, God, this is so awful and so harsh and so full of bullshit politics, that means you're making progress. Persevere through those things, start building economic security. And once you start getting the economic accoutrements of being great at something, the prestige, the camaraderie, the respect, you will become passionate about whatever that thing is. That is your job in your 20s. Play soccer on the weekends, be a DJ, you know, invest when oh, you're I, rich in that great I, I, I canvas dispenser. Agreed with
0: that. But let me just say, I think the first part we said is much more important: is that companies have to realize. I've had lots of friends whose uh, reservations have been canceled because they don't have enough staff. That people don't—they've got to make these yeah. workplaces better for the people 100%. because they've been taking advantage Pay of them your for far more. too long. And Uber's going to cost more. Everything's going to cost more, and that's that's why the inflation worries. But people don't want are reevaluating, and so people should also reevaluate their business plans in terms of how they're going to. Misuse people's sweat equity, essentially.
1: Yeah, but this is a wonderful. This is a wonderful thing. We have said, uh, and I think the Biden administration deserves credit for this most recent bailout, which is more than fifty percent is going to individuals, whereas the previous Mm -hmm. CARES package, where more than fifty percent was going to corporations and organizations. And finally, there's an effective union in America, and it's called the U.S. government, and it said that it is better. We're going to give people enough money so they don't starve. And it's going to force, but you summarize this perfectly. If you're a cool little restaurant, right, doing a great job offering consumers, you know, great tapas, well, good for you. But if the only way that business can run is by finding people who need flexible work and because they have no other options, they will take seven, eight bucks an hour, then that taparia should go away. That's fine. That's fine. And there's certain businesses that just shouldn't be around if they need to be driven on software that circumvents minimum wage laws. Lyft and Uber should be much smaller businesses. Boomers don't need, not boomers, millennials don't need to take SUVs to the airport. They don't, you know, we need to reinvest in public infrastructure. So I I think this is wonderful what's going on and bringing up finally the wages of of lower income workers. And it was the government that finally stepped in and said, you know what, we're the union. Unions are totally ineffective and have been ineffective and have been a fantastic foe for corporate America because they're so... Fucking weak and stupid and poorly managed and corrupt. Hello, union.
0: Yeah. Okay. And right. finally, okay. finally.
1: W- wages are rising. Finally the economy is starting to recognize that, find, that if you're going to be the wealthiest nation in the world. You got to start acting like What it.
0: I find interesting is Republicans always say people don't want to work and they'd rather just take the handout. You know what? They re you know rich people do this reevaluate their life or people who have degrees reevaluate I'm going to make a pivot. Everybody gets you know great idea, good idea, find, you know, do something fresh and new and entrepreneurial. When other people say this is not what we're being paid is shitty and we want better Terms they call them lazy, like oh, and, and we're not going to work because we're getting money over here. They the, the ability to make choices is the sign of a real society of, on all levels. The ability and it's, to make it's
1: very American yeah, too. It is. Our, our one of our core competences in America is we leave, yeah. and that is we're not af- afraid to leave a country and come for something better. More my dad's core competence is leaving. Whenever he was in a company or a state where things weren't going well for him, yeah. he packed his bags and he moved to Phoenix. Yeah, you know he. He just said, I'm out. And and Americans, if you look at European or even uh, other cultures like in Japan, they tend to stay with the same employer. They tend to stay in the same geography. In America, the fluidity of capital, your ability to allocate capital to where it'll be most productive is an unbelievable uh, component of an innovative society. And our human capital here is not afraid to get on a plane or in a car and just drive west. This is true. You Although know, I don't we, think is we take as good American. care
0: as we can over the things like health care. stuff like we don't we, we really leave them no, like if you mess up or you get injured. We're
1: slowing down the fluidity of human capital because people can't leave because of the No, I get lack that. We should that's what I'm saying. We should we yeah. should protect yeah. them more
0: to be able yeah. to use this thing. It's an interesting talent. I have want. this similar talent. I go, I go. In fact, recently I was working on something was you Get in me. your
1: career. Kia, you don't look
0: back. I don't back. look back. Um I someone was like saying that do this and I, I just I literally wrote back a one-word answer to a negotiator. I went no I just was like no <laughs> I didn't know what to do I was mm. like no thanks
1: occasionally like after mm, a long but... weekend with my kids I sometimes just want to get in my car and drive <laughs> I said
0: that to Amanda I was like I would like to be in Hawaii in a shack I was God. like we were getting some oysters at this really wonderful oyster bar called the Matunic oyster bar here and there was a little house across the way and this guy was getting his little rowboat and his little house and I'm like I would like to be that person <laughs>
1: Thanks. <laughs> I having I just want to say having kids is hugely overrated on a day to day basis. Enough <laughs> more advice to twenty seven year olds.
0: <laughs> it is condoms. Not. No wrong condoms. Daddy, don't listen don't have to this kids asshole. at a young age. Do no. not have, have kids, kids at a young age. They're great. They're great. I, we're gonna when you're some, older. No, when you're older <laughs> no. and
1: you can lubricate it with a lot of help.
0: No, no, no. This is not true. I oh yeah. No, no. Do no. 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 I don't oh, have no. 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 I don't have help much of the time. Anyway, I do have a lot. Daddy
1: needs to sleep in. All right. Okay. Daddy needs to sleep in. Have someone you can hand them to. You want to love your kids and love listen, yourself. Bef-
0: listen, Sorry, you've gotten go canceled twelve times during the show, and I'd like to limit it to twelve if you don't mind. We're going to go through. We have one well, more. Well, Facebook break. is
1: going to call me.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah, they're not. Okay, Scott. One more quick break. We'll be back for predictions. And my prediction is they're not going to call you. <laughs> We're going to go through a lot of predictions next week, including the fact that you're not going to be chair of the FTC, uh, which I'll tell you more about Mm -hmm. in a minute. But give us one for this week, a very short one, because we've got a very important close this week.
1: Uh, Record year for new business startups. Just to every point we've been talking about, people are reevaluating their lives. There's more venture capital available than ever. Uh, When people come out of a crisis when an organization, they're much more open to doing things differently. We have between commercial office space, healthcare, education. You have five or six trillion dollars being thrown up in the air and it's gonna land in different places. Uh, this is really exciting. This is a new era of entrepreneurship. We're gonna see new business formation go back to where it was in the Carter administration. It has been in a huge slump where only people of a certain gender, ethnicity, certification could start companies or, or really successful companies. Uh, venture capital is recognizing they wanna evaluate um, CEOs based on their skills and their grit, not necessarily, uh, you know, th- there was sort of a profile. Mm-hmm. Drop out of Harvard, go to work for a hedge fund, then you can raise money. And now they're saying, well, it's more than that. It's, uh, so I, I think this is very exciting. This is a great, one of the wonderful things about America and the reason we always seem to get through things like that we're like that Terminator guy that can remorph when an arm gets cut off. We mm-hmm. adapt faster to economic changes than any country in the world. This is a great era of entrepreneurship. We're going to see more new businesses started in the second half of 2021 in oh, oh, any 6 months right. period gonna, in the last 30 or 40 well,
0: years. Well, we are going to hold you to that, and I'll explain that later. But before we go, today is Rebecca's last day producing Pivot. We love Rebecca. Rebecca, come on and tell us where you're going, because this is quite a doozy.
1: This is exciting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's bittersweet, but I'm going to be the head of audio for Archwell, overseeing the creative partnership between the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and Spotify.
0: So, Megan and Harry, you want to just say? Oh, more
1: than that. Don't be... Oh, aren't you a little... <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so coy. Come on. <laughs> don't be so coy. This
0: is Megan and Harry. What? I will never be... Like, this is so cool. Can we meet them? That's the first tip. Can they come on on our show?
1: Talk about the mother of all upgrades. (laughs) Uh Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway to Megan and Harry. Yeah, that must have been a tough decision, whether to leave or not. That took her all of a quarter of a second. I'm in. Yes, we haven't made the offer yet. I'm in. I'm in.
0: <laughs> They're doing it with Spotify. Fascinating. Oh Spotify and Netflix and all those are hiring all the fancy people like the Obamas, etc. So what are they doing? Megan you know, um, we haven't. We're we're still working on it. I'm going to start in August,
2: and uh, I'm going to be moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, the wow. New York girl is going to L.A. Wow. And you know, I don't really have anything specific to share.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, oh, and I think I should good. take
2: this yeah, time we'll to talk about how you. handsome Scott is. <laughs> right, no, but wait. I, I really w- don't think we spend nearly enough time talking about how handsome Scott is. All right, all right. Rebecca, what would you <laughs> like? I can Rebecca, let's
1: stop I
0: can't talking.
1: believe someone in our universe is going to work for Megan <laughs> and Harry.
0: How did that happen? I don't know. We don't how know. How did that happen? But it happen? did happen, and we feel great about it. <laughs> now, Rebecca, let's give you, Rebecca, Rebecca the stage for 14 seconds, essentially. Hold well on.
2: I know you're going to call me sappy. But I really, really do want to go on a mini rant about just like watching the two of you as leaders over the past couple of years, because like I started this show and it was like just the two of you. And I just, so Kara, you are just like an absolute emblem of breaking the glass ceiling for all of us. And like, I want to thank you for personally believing in me because that meant so much in my life. And like all women in media are just following in your footsteps. Thank you. And we all owe you a debt of gratitude. And your place in the world has given me permission to be my fullest, most ambitious (laughs) self in a world that like consistently asks me to shrink. Oh, to which I say, don't shrink. Scott, what I want to say to you is I uh, had no financial education. I was like a waitress stuffing dollar bills into my pockets until pretty recently. Um, And you have given me the tools to really understand how money works in my personal life and then also how money works like on a macro level and how it transfers power and really what it means. And with that knowledge, it's made me better at understanding sort of like what our responsibility is to one another and to the government. And I just... You know, by watching you guys do these things that you just do because you're just you, I've gained so much that maybe you couldn't know on a day-to-day basis. And then one final thing, which is that uh, I listen to all the listener mail questions. I really do, genuinely, all the listeners. And they come from New Zealand, they come from Germany, they come from Hawaii, they come from all over the world. And we only get to pick one, but they're so good. Our listeners are so smart. And uh, I believe that smart questions are better than smart answers. So go to NewYorkMag.com slash pivot to submit your questions to the show. And that's it. Rant over.
0: Boom. Thank you. Wait, so
1: just let me get this. Kara helps you be a more courageous woman, and I've helped you balance your checkbook. (laughs) I was looking for something. I don't get anything more than that.
0: Uh, No.
1: Literally?
2: Well, so this is what I was actually going to say. Oh my this god. This is the oh truth. God. Is the I can't first
1: day of the ahead. The
2: first day of the pandemic. The
1: ahead, of the
2: pandemic when it was when the pandemic shut down, Scott called me and I was like, oh crap, like what did I do? What did the show miss? Like what happened? And Scott mm-hmm. called me and he said, Hey Rebecca, I just want to see how you're doing. And if anything, if your family needs anything, if you need anything, I want you to call me. And that was it. And oh. I, I didn't oh, need anything because he's I a had softie. this job, but he's a softy and he's a good one. And for anybody out there who's like, you know, like Scott's more of a feminist
0: than you'd think he is. I'm going to say it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'm gonna say not some, much, of her, but he is indeed. In any case, Rebecca, you've been a wonderful and em- not just employee. <laughs> Listen, no more compliments for Scott. Rebecca, you've been a wonderful employee, and you've been a wonderful uh, producer, and you've saved Scott's ass numerous times. Let's just be clear. Yes, thank um, you for
1: thank you for saving me from myself, Rebecca, and thank you for yeah, building this. We're in big trouble and, now. And putting up with um, us, and, I don't
0: think you're going to have the same problems with Harry and Megan. In any case. Um, we can't wait to hear uh, hear that. these shows that you make. We think we, we one of the things that Scott and I like to do and Scott can finish up talking about it, is we love when people leave us. I know it sounds crazy, but mm-hmm. I've had a lot of employees over time and I love seeing them be successful. I love seeing them move on. We never, I never get mad when people move on. I think people should always pursue what what the next thing is and you you've had your learnings here and you you've improved drastically and now you're ready <laughs> yes. for your next challenge and so we think that's great and anyone who employs especially young people be generous when they're going off i that's one thing i have to say is you be be happy for People leaving you and moving on and doing better things, we feel good about that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, Recca, you're you're a treasure, and they are lucky to have you. Thought you may say the final words. Yeah,
1: plus, plus one on everything Kara said.
2: <laughs> Thank you for everything, guys. Thank you.
0: All right. So. Pivot March is on, as we say. Uh, We'll actually be off this Tuesday enjoying the long weekend. But next week, we're going to kick off something a little different, our quarterly review series. Ooh, fun. Like any good business, it's good to take stock of how well you've done so far and forecast what the future might look like. So going forward, every quarter, we're going to round up our biggest wins and fails and see how well we did with our predictions. We are accountable to you. That's how we feel, unlike some other companies we are accountable uh, to uh, the, the mistakes mm-hmm. we made and the good things we made. We don't just want to tout ourselves. We want to also reflect. Um, and we'll also make some new ones. Catch that episode next Friday. Scott, read us out.
1: Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sananas. there any engineered in this episode. Thanks also to Drew Bros. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify. Frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Box Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business. Thank you for your support, your expertise, and your grace, Rebecca Sinanis. We will miss you. We will uh, it, part of that compensation for our disappointment will be watching you progress. Uh, make us proud.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.